Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I have a show called Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. This is episode 38. And what I ended up doing is a number of series of episodes on Thought Leader Life with Brett Labbitt. And Brett brought on Don Boyer. So this is Brett Labbitt, Don Boyer, and myself talking about being open-minded in business. I let the presence come your way. And it's a really nice episode. We also ended up creating a AHA book out of it. You can check it out at aha.pub slash being teachable. And what we're really talking about for these set of series of uh, episodes is being teachable in business so you could drive success. And I hope you like what you hear. Share with your friends and subscribe to our channel. Thanks. Bye now. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That, and welcome to episode 134 of Thought Leader Life. It's so cool to be in these numbers. I'm telling you, I'm so excited about it. And what I'm most excited about are the quality of the guests that my co-host Brett Labatt has been able to bring on board. If nothing else, you're going to want to know this guy because he hangs out with some really cool people. Uh, Brett Labatt is the Chief Empowerment Officer of Wevo. And Brett, thank you so much for joining me for the month and just bringing on some some awesome guests. Uh, Thanks, Mitchell. I have some great friends. And Don Boyer, who we have on today, is a dear, dear friend. So it's quite an honor to not only be on with you, but to be on with him as well. Oh, cool. Well, I, I, I've met many of your business friends. This is, this goes way beyond that. So Don Boyer is a filmmaker, author, motivational speaker, the power of mentorship. And, uh, I like, I, I, I like Don's Indian. So for those that are listening versus watching, he's got a, he's got a statue of an Indian. And Don, why don't you, uh, why don't you say hello and just, just tell us a quick story about the Indian. Then I'll ask you the first question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mitchell and Brett, it's great to be with you. So our Indian here in the back, he's a really interesting figure. I got him out of the Frontier Hotel right before they were going to do the demolition. And they were auctioning off a bunch of the uh, materials uh, in the casino. So uh, I happened to have the good fortune to get him. He's a, he's a gorgeous-looking uh, statue Indian there, and um, we were to bring him home. And so he has a lot of history uh, with him. So we got him home to Las Vegas, put him here in our home cabin, and here he sits with us. He's pretty He's pretty cool. Uh, for those that are listening, at some point in time, if if you're just listening, go over to Thought Leader Life. I may actually, um, I'll probably have a pic, the opening picture we'll have of you and the Indian, uh, Don, just so that people could see it just by looking at the thumbnail. Um, anyhow, we're talking yeah, about um, teachable moments, and we're talking about the transition that that we're seeing and we feel need to be made by business people, by entrepreneurs, just to be more open to the changing world and changing environment and be ready for that next opportunity to either be a mentor or be a mentee, your area of expertise. Um, what are you thinking about this, Don? 
Well, you know, that, that's a that's a great thought, great question. And, you know, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, it's always important that we stay open, that we stay teachable, that we um, expand our skill of observation. You know, one of the key factors as an entrepreneur, as a leader, is we'll get in a mold, we'll get in a paradigm, we'll get stuck to the way things was, and we get comfortable. And the moment we get comfortable, we stop thinking. The moment we stop thinking, we stop leading. And the minute we stop leading, we stop growing and developing. So it's extremely important as 21st century entrepreneurs, uh, speakers, authors, um, trainers, that we always learn to keep our mind open to new ideas. I always like to say that I'm open to everything attached to nothing. As long as I keep an open thought process, then I know that I'm allowing my brain patterns to absorb you know, new information so that I can take that, internalize it, and then put it back into the marketplace. Cool. Hey, Brett, that was the money moment, right? It was. It was brilliant. Yeah, this is a Joel Kahn ka-ching button. Yeah. I'm thinking about our, our last interview with John King. And the, as soon as he opened his mouth and we had a pause, Mitchell and I were like, that was good enough for the show. It was perfect. Very accurate. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, um, Don, you and I go way back. Mitchell, is it okay if I jump in and, and just kind of dialogue a little bit with Don? Oh, we'd love that, please. All right, perfect. We've actually sat in conference rooms, Don, and we've had this very discussion. And uh, it's something I'm looking at very closely right now. But the, the old proverb, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Now, as teachers, as mentors, as leaders, as coaches, um, when we're out there, oftentimes we feel like we're teaching. But if the student isn't ready, we're just having conversation. So... Uh, are we able to prepare people and open their mind or do we just attract people that are willing and open? And um, what's the difference, I guess, in that? Oh, can I just say wow, that's a, a great really question? question. <laughs> <laughs> I just going to stop right. That's a good question. I, uh, sorry, Don, go do your thing, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> so let, let me see if I can um, address this and field that one because that, that's, that's a great one, Brett. So when we when we look at this, and you know, the fact is, most people are addicted of trying to change everyone but themselves, and we know that the only one that we have control of is our own selves. But however, if we look go back and we go into a little bit of the quantum physics field, if we go into the area of vibration, uh, and and brain plasticity and this kind of whole science, then we do understand that people react to us based on our own thinking, our own vibration, uh, what we're emitting out there. So there is a process, there is a subject in the world today in science that we can change people to a degree by changing our own vibration. In other words, when we are vibrating high, when we believe in ourselves, when we are um, thinking positive things, we are emitting a very powerful vibration that impacts people. And when we make people feel good, they may not understand it. They may not uh, be able to articulate it. Uh, they may not even be consciously aware of it, but they can feel it. And they begin to respond in a positive way. You know, some of the biggest purchases I've made was I walked into a Mercedes dealer intent not to buy a car, but the, but the salesman was so charismatic and he was such a, a great energy vortex that I ended up buying one of the top Mercedes Benz in there. And I walked out <laughs> and I said, why did I just do that? And I realized, my God, you know, he changed my feelings and energy by his presence. So there is one aspect of that. Um, but the other part is that 
you know, we change ourselves. And the moment we change ourselves, then our reality changes. You know, I always like to think about it is that before we ever become successful on the outside, we first have to be successful on the inside. You know, when I was 19 years old, I was a billionaire on the inside of me. Now, it took 25 years for that to become a reality on the outside. But the fact of the matter was, during those growing years, I was already a millionaire inside, even though I was scrubbing floors and cleaning toilets. So it's all about a process of our own selves being aware and developing what we have on the inside so it will eventually uh, manifest on the outside. So I hope that kind of maybe answered your question in a roundabout way. It really does, because very few people are talking about that, Don. I've watched you do it. Uh, I've done it and experienced it. Um, it's another, a whole other side of this. It's going deeper into the question. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, uh, the opening or the teachability. How does a person raise their vibration? How do they shift their energy? How do they become successful on the inside? What are some of the ways that people do that? Well, you know, Brett, that one of the uh, whole things about being teachable is having a mindset and um, understanding, being aware that, that we never get it. We're always getting it. In other words, life is a process. Uh, it's a growing experience. You know, one of the things that I shared with our group last night on our conference call was that so many people uh, want to seize the day. But I think that the true thought leaders of today embrace the day instead of seizing the day. I think that when we come and embrace our day, we will automatically, organically begin to seize our day. You know, the self-help industry is a $14 billion a year industry where they're trying to teach people how to have a competitive edge. And yet if we do our history and we do our research, we'll find that the majority of people that read these books and go through these seminars, which are all great, but there are they're they're seeking for a competitive edge, and what we really need to seek is a creative edge. And the only way we can tap into that creative edge is being teachable. I know, hey, I've been in this game for thirty five years, and I know there's a lot of things that I don't know. I don't even know what I don't know. And so every day I embrace it to learn. What can I learn today? Who can I meet? What kind of experience can I have? Right? And and how can I better? Uh, equip myself in order to serve the marketplace and those that I serve. Now, I can't do that if I am if I think that I know everything. It was amazing, right? At 17, I thought I knew everything there was to life. I remember when I was 17 years old, I said, what else do I need to learn about life? I know everything. <laughs> they said, if you ever, if there's some, a subject that you don't know about and you want to learn, just ask a teenager. They know everything. <laughs> so, I got a 19-year-old. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So I, I, I think that's that's the key factor of opening my vibration by just saying, hey, today I'm going to embrace it and just to learn. And if we do that, well, I, I think that uh, we're open to, to all kinds of great experiences. Beautiful. Mitchell, I want to let you jump in uh, because that was a lot that was said uh, just in the last two questions. So I'll let you jump in a bit. Oh, I, I – uh... <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, Brett. So, feel the uh, I, you know, I I think and I listen in in the same way good speakers speak, and clearly, Don, you are a good speaker. And thank you. And how I listen is in aha moments, and I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, uh, I I love when you said we never get it; we're always getting it. Beautiful. Right? That by itself, you could sit back and you could you could think through for another. And I like the I really like the the embrace the day versus seize the day. 
I mean, there are so many lessons that can be taught just from that. And uh, I'll talk to you on the side about this. I We have a series of phrase books where we took a single phrase and put it into multiple languages. And uh, I I want to do an uh, – and I want you to be the author. I want to do an Embrace the Day phrase book and just take Embrace the Day, put it in 100-plus languages because that is such a powerful mantra. Um, so – I, I want to I want to go back to Brett's first question though, Don, and that was he had asked how do you how do you prepare somebody to be teachable? Your response was well, you really can't. They have to be open to it. So let's say they're so they're let's 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 for simplicity say there are three set people are in three camps. They're they're either teachable yep. and they're sitting here and they're waiting. They're absolutely never teachable, never will be. They know more. They've never learned anything since they were in kindergarten and won't learn anything more. And then there's this, this fuzzy group in the middle. So maybe right. Brett, how about we take Brett's question and apply it to the fuzzy group in the middle where they may know that they don't know everything. What, how do we, how do we reach that group? What's the right way to, to go about that? Well, you know, one of the things that I always talk to people about is their dreams. In other words, when nobody is really interested in buying another CD, another book, going to another seminar, doing another home study course, but everybody is interested in reaching their dreams. Now, if I believe that uh, this seminar, this CD, this program, this event, this mentor can help me reach my dream, then I'm all in. And I think that's, you know, the mindset of, of people. So if we start talking to people about their dream, not our dream, People ask me, Don, what do you sell? I said, I sell people back their dream. You know, it doesn't matter what my dream is. It may not correlate to them. They are interested in their dream. And I'm here on the planet to be a servant. How can I help best? How can I help you best reach your dream? What's important to you? Now, those are the funny, the fuzzy group, right? They're, they're, they're a little bit confused. They a little bit need direction, but they're hungry enough. Got to be hungry. Okay? Um, if they're hungry in that group, we can lead them out. We can show them the way by articulating their dream and then laying out a proven plan or a pattern or a process for them. What I have found over the past 35 years is that group. Now, that group is really a great group to work with because they are willing to do whatever it takes to create the things that they want. Now, I always like to find out right up front, hey, are we good dance partners? Let's find out up front because if we're not good dance partners, we might as well end it. I mean, I wasn't the most romantic, you know, most romantic guy uh, when I got married to my wife 15 years ago. I had on our first date, I asked her two questions. I said, hey, let me ask you two questions. Um, do you have a problem with jealousy? And do you have a problem with anger? Because if you say yes to any of those two questions, we could just end our dinner here right now and go our own separate ways. <laughs> so, you know, you have to find out. Wait, you said Let's jealousy. And what was the second one? Anger. And, and anger. Anger. I thought you said right. anger. Right. Does that yeah, mean you yeah. get so anger, angry every anger. now and then? Yeah. <laughs> well, th those are those are devastating uh, attributes to a relationship. You know, in 15 years, we've had a great marriage and we've never had those issues because up front, I ask those questions. So whether it's in marriage, whether it's in a relationship business or whether it's with a client, I want to know right up front. Hey, are we good dance partners? Are we are we going to be able to you know dance together? I don't want to find out two weeks or two years or five months down the road that you know what we're not good dance partners. Let's find out on day number one. 
And if we are good dance partners, now we can grow it. Now we can develop. Now we can dance. Now we can step on each other's toes without being offended. But if we are just not compatible energetically, spiritually, emotionally, physically, then let's find out right now. So I hope that maybe brings a little enlightenment or aha to that question. It does. I'll say, um, you know, Mitchell said it a different way. I want to add that Don actually did refer to our ability to, to a degree, actually change whether someone is teachable or not teachable through energetic communication or energy. Um, and I agree with that. I think that I've, I've walked into a room before and someone goes, man, I don't know what it is, but I would listen to you. Um, and right there, that teachability was opened up. And I know, Don, you've experienced that too. And Mitchell, I'm, I'm, experienced, I'm sure you've experienced it. So, Don, would you talk a little bit more about that, about um, how, how energy actually impacts somebody to be more teachable or less. So maybe if we're in a negative energy, people are less open. They're more closed off. If we're in a higher vibration, they're a little more open because they feel there's something that they can resonate with or aspire to. Yeah. You know, and, and Brett, that, that's a really good concept. And, you know, when we talk about the quantum field, the quantum field is a very uh, interesting science. And when we look at the quantum field, we know that every possibility potential lies within uh that the quantum field so what that means is when we look at an individual there is a perfect uh characteristic of that individual and a non-perfect characteristic of that individual same with ourselves there's a perfect us a healthy us a wealthy us a non-wealthy a non-healthy us in the quantum field and it is a matter of observation so if i want to influence if i want to impact somebody's life if i really want to change them I don't have any power to exercise my will over their will. But what I can do is I can visualize them. I can see them in the quantum field at their very best. I can see them at their perfect state. I can see them having everything that they want. And when I visualize that, when I put my attention and focus observation on that in my mind, in my imagination, looking at it in the quantum field, then what I find is that reality in the quantum field becomes a physical reality. So there's many types of reality. You look at your bank account and it doesn't, you know, I've had people say, Don, I look at my bank account and there's only $2,000 in it. You know, that's reality. I said, yes, that is a physical reality, but it's not the only reality. In the quantum field, there's millions of dollars in your bank account. And that's a reality too. So if you would just turn around and look at the quantum field and look at that reality in the quantum field, it won't be long before it morphs into your physical reality and changes it. So it's the same way with people. You get an individual and you want to impact them. You want to influence them. Then we start looking at them in the quantum field at their perfect self. Now, we may not know what that perfect self is or what the perfect uh, ideal life for them is, but I can see them happy. I can see them joyful. I can see them healthy. And as long as I do that, then all of a sudden I find that they begin to turn into those very people. When do you think happens? They will morph into that or they will disappear from your life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so largely <laughs> you're saying approach every relationship by seeing the good, not just the good in the other person, but the good that they can, the good that they ultimately can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our eyes will deceive us. 
you know, we, we, we are addicted to this physical realm. And we misjudge character. We misjudge people. You know, the old saying, never judge by a, a book by its cover. But we all do. And we judge people, you know, by what we our outer appearance sees. But the fact of the matter is, what we see on the outside is temporary. It's subject to change. Everything in the physical realm, the physical matter, is subject to change. Meaning that we have the ability to go into a quantum field now. Now, this is what Einstein said. It's uh, science that is spooky, right? Uh, because you go into it and you go down the rabbit hole. And, I mean, we could be down the rabbit hole for years and never pop back up. So we got to be careful how we you know, go into this on a 30-minute show. So uh, the fact of the matter is we can influence people by <laughs> by seeing them at their very best. So when I look at an individual, I don't look at their hangups. I don't look at their past. Um, I look at who all their their perfect person is in the quantum field and then just let it unfold from there. That is an evolved way of observing uh, what is to come or maybe what already is uh, that people can live out and play out. Right. Yep. That's exactly true. Brad, yep. I think... I, based on our interactions with other humans, I think you and I do that today. Absolutely. I just think by, by, it just always, it feels like, Don, I just tell you, it, it's a nicer world when you're looking at somebody else and you see who they really can be and you treat them as if they're that person. It's, it's cool. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. Even the young teenager, you know, at the fast food that gets your order wrong, right, and, mm-hmm. and, and gets it all messed up and you get irritated because you're late for lunch or whatever the case may be, you can look at that individual and see the good. You know, you, you could see the God factor in them, whether you call it God, the spirit, the universe, whatever vernacular you want to use, that divine individual inside there. Um, you know, we are all eternal energetic beings. The outside is simply, you know, something that gets scarred and roughed up through life and, you know, just the growth process. But down on the inside of everybody, there is good. And if we focus on that, not only will it help them be better, but it helps ourselves be better because now we avoid all the negative um, emotions that we feel when we get angry, when we get jealous, when we uh, uh, feel hatred. All of these negative things have a very, very um, negative effect on our immune system. So by looking at people at their best actually boosts up our immune system and helps us become healthier. I think uh, I want to add something to that too, Don, and you basically said it, but maybe a clarifying statement. If we begin the conscious awareness or practice of looking at people in their higher evolved state, wouldn't you say then that we might start to look at ourselves and our higher self in that evolved state? And vice versa, if we start yeah. the practice of looking at our evolved state and maybe listening or having conversation or uh, spending time with our higher self, that we would then also uh, adversely look at other people in their higher self as well. No question about it. You know, I did this for years. My teenage kids, uh, which are all grown now and have their own families, but when they were teenagers, you know, I would look in the mirror. Even today, I'm 58 years old, right? But I tell myself every morning, you're 30. You're 30. You look 30, Don. Your skin looks 30. You, you know, you have, the, you have the body of a 30-year-old. You've got the energy of a 30-year-old, right? So I'm looking at myself at that perfect state, right? So the key yeah. is to look, look 40 when you're 80, not 80 when you're 40. It goes back down to our sales. Yes. Now, 
Don, what I often say when I'm talking to people and, and they're trying to figure out like where, what's next for them and, and things they do. And these are people who are, you know, mid-aged, good experience in life. What I often will say is, and, and tell me what you think about this and where you would take it, is that you should absolutely, no matter who you are, you should get one mentor. And at the same time, you should find at least two people to mentor. And because yeah, I, I, both sides of the equation will, will a, a we never see in ourselves we don't see ourselves always the best we can, and we miss some of the obvious things we share to others. So we just need somebody to look at us and tell us that. And of course, as you're giving advice to others, you're always saying to yourself, "Wait, am I practicing that?" Um, what do you think? Of, do you does does that match with what you've seen, or what would you do differently? Yeah, no, I, I think that's very uh, on point because, you know, there's an ancient uh, writing that says iron sharpens iron. Uh, in a multitude of counts, there is safety. So really, that's what an authentic mastermind group is. You know, a mastermind group is not to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. It's really to sharpen each other. It's really to help you help each other see uh, perspectives that we don't see. You know, there's there's a saying that we all have skeptomas. Now, that's a psychological word that psychologists use for blind spots. So we all have blind spots. And when we go back and morph it and what we're talking about, of being teachable uh, and being open, you know, we have to have friends, mentors, people around us that will love, love us enough to tell us the truth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us don't like when someone asks us, hey, how do you like this dress or how do you like this suit? Right. Because we don't want to be liars, but sometimes it may not be the best. So I always say, how do you like it? And I say, well, I love it. I say, well, then that's all that matters. You know, as long as you like it, then that's all that matters. But we need to find people that will love us enough and say, hey, that, I think your idea stinks, man. I love you. But that's, you know, you're missing it here. Um, and that, you know, those aren't, aren't always easy to find. But when right. you have a true authentic mastermind group, then we're dedicated to one another and say, look, at, I'm going to show you some areas because I love you. Uh, that I think that you're missing. So yeah, it goes back down to having a group of people that we are mentoring and also a good mentor and a mastermind group surrounding us. Brilliant. How we so doing you, uh, your mind, let me just do a quick follow through. Tell me what you think a, uh, I, and think is probably not the word. Tell me what a good, authentic mastermind is. What are the characteristics of that? Okay, so if we go back and you study Napoleon Hill, watch his work. So he talks about the mastermind group, and he talks of he learned it from Andrew Carnegie. Nineteen oh eight, Andrew Carnegie, and, um, Napoleon Hill got together, and he he commissioned uh, Napoleon Hill to go out and create a philosophy of success. You know, go out and interview all these uh, five hundred of the wealthiest people of his time and give you letters of introduction. Well, in that he came back with a philosophy in a chapter on the mastermind. But when you really look at a real mastermind, what it is, it is a group of like-minded individuals that have come together to master the mind. Now, think about this. A mastermind is a group of people that gather together to master the mind. See, until we master our mind, until we control our thinking, then our results in life are going to be sporadic. They're going to be chaos. They're going to be uh, uncontrollable. There's only one way to master our life, and that's by mastering our thoughts. Right. There's only, that, that's the only way that we can do that. So a true mastermind group is saying, hey, let's get together and let's do some exercises. Let's really do uh, some some areas of energetic work where we learn how to master our thinking, master the way that we process things so that we can design and create the life of our choosing. Because there's one thing that makes all man equal, and that's the ability to think. We have the ability to think. And as long as we have the ability to think, we can imagine. 
you know, most people use their mind to create their life out of their past memories. But we got to be like Walt Disney. Even when he was bankrupt and broke, coming to California with $40 in his pocket with a tattered jacket, he started sketching on a pad a mouse because he realized that his imagination was where the gold was. Not the past, not his memory of where he got fired, where he lost money, where he went bankrupt. But the fact was that there was a future ahead of him and he could tap into it with his imagination. And that's what makes all mankind great or the ability to have the opportunity to become great and create any dream that they want. That's brilliant. So, Don, um, you just touched on a point that that I've been talking about quite a bit in different groups. But uh, we all are in life. And I think you even said it this weekend at the Carnegie Principle in Ontario. Uh, but we are all in life right now where we chose to be, either by default subconsciously or we were consciously aware of it. And so what I think I'm hearing you say, and just to clarify, is um, the mastermind principle is mastering the mind and taking conscious control of our thoughts um, to determine the outcome through imagination or by default Whatever programs you have subconsciously are going to dictate where you end up. Right. Yeah, that's that absolutely true, Brett. You know, I many years ago I stopped going to local business meeting the mastermind groups because they really weren't there to learn to control their mind. What they were basically there was to complain and talk about you know how business was bad and wanted to see who was going to be the one that picks up the check at the end of the out of the end of the meeting. So I said I got to resign from this you know this group because this is not a mastermind at all. But a true mastermind is hey let's get together right. If you look at a true mastermind group, um, the ones who will be fighting are the ones who are fighting for the check mm-hmm. to pick up the check. It's the one who yeah. let me pay for it right. And now when you find a group like that, you know, you've hit a a true mastermind group. I love it. That's funny. Um, (laughs) I'm, uh, I I was trying to think about one last, we have time for a really quick, uh, quick question, quick response, and, and then we'll, we'll do the wrap up. I'm still, I guess the, the thing, given what you've said so far, I still want you to come back and say, are we in a different period of time now than we were, let's say, when uh, 25 years ago when you started your business? Are we – is today's entrepreneur different and facing a different reality? Is teachable moments more relevant today than they ever were, or is it just something we've always – we should have always been doing? Well, that's, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I do believe that the entrepreneur uh, in the 21st century is completely different than we were even 25 years ago. I mean, my goodness, if we just think about how did we do business without uh, email? How did we do it without cell phones? How did we do it without the Internet? You know, we think back now and say, I don't see how it was done. We can't even hardly remember it back that way. But the challenges are different, too, right? So we no longer have any time for uh, repose, for meditation. Those things get on the back burner because now we live with our cell phone. We're always on Facebook. We can't even go out to eat and not see families. No longer communicating, but everyone is on their, um, on their cell phone. Even my two-year-old grandchild knows how to use a cell phone and all these games. So, yes, we live in a different society in a time frame that makes business today completely different than it was 25 years ago. So what that means now is that we have to slow down in order to speed up. Before, we had to speed up to be able to keep up. But now we must slow down in order to speed up. 
That means there's got to be times where we turn off the phone, get away from the internet, and go back and do some inner reflection. And when we do that, then we find that we uh, advance in business and in the world itself. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> there's, yeah, exactly. there's a couple of ahas, yeah. Yeah, actually, well done. <laughs> Nicely said. Slow down to speed up. I like that. Uh, well, it's a kind of a fun way to think about it. What also came to my mind was how many how many grandparents now you turn to their two to four year olds for tech support? Um, exactly. <laughs> Don, this is amazing. I really appreciate it. I'd love to. Is there is there a question we should have asked that we didn't, or based on what you said? What would you like our, our listeners or our viewers to actually uh, take away? And then after that, please let us know how best can people reach out to you. Yeah, I, I think that one of the uh, great questions, I was speaking uh, at an event with Bob Proctor right after we did our first uh, movie called The Power of Mentorship. And I did it in nine months. I scribbled it down on a piece of paper. And nine months later, we had a full-fledged film uh, down in the Landmark Theater in Los Angeles. We had uh, 500 people there, and Bob Proctor was there, Vic Johnson, Marie Diamond from The Secret, they were all there. And at this event, people asked me, they said, Don, uh, how did you do a full-fledged movie with Bob Proctor and John D. Martin and all these people in nine months? And I said, it never dawned on me that I couldn't do it. So here's what i like our listeners to know. You can do what you can't do if you don't know you can't do it. You just simply go out and do it. <laughs> and what that, happened, what that really means is that <laughs> I've never known – you know, when I started a project, whether it was the books or the seminars or whatever, I just jumped out of the plane and figured out how to build a parachute on the way down. So you can do what you can't do if you simply don't know you can't do it. <laughs> it's like the it. bumblebee. You know, scientifically, it's not supposed to fly, but don't tell that to the bumblebee because it's still flying around. Uh, that's great. I don't think I've heard that before. I'll jump out of the plane and then build the parachute on the way down. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool, buddy. <laughs> Um, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, they can visit our website at uh, carnegieprinciple.com. There's a contact button there. You can uh, watch some of my videos. You can contact me. And that's the way, www.carnegieprinciple.com. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, Brett, how, what, what, what do you think now? Can you, you want to summarize maybe Don and then overall the month, the, the, uh, our four guests and overall what we've talked about? Yeah, we've, we've had a really good time and I'm honored that we've had the guests we've had. And Mitchell, you've done a fantastic job. And I think really the message, the, uh, common denominator between all of these successful individuals that we've had on the show is what Don just said. Um, at the end, which was brilliant because I was thinking about this as kind of a, a wrap up is that um, people are very busy with everything that they can't do, can't be, hasn't happened. They're very um, in their present situation. And the creative mind is unlocked when we look like Don said into the quantum field and see the potentiality of all things. We see it in its evolved state. And so all of the individuals, including you and I that are on this show have done that. And that is why we're together. And that is why we're all doing things in the world. And along the way, because of that visualization of all of that, we remain teachable because of definite purpose. Definite means done. It's going to happen. And so I continue even in the last 120 seconds to be taught and to learn and to absorb that 
because the definiteness of what I want to have, my dreams, as Don spoke about, depend on that teachability. And so I just want to say thanks again, Mitchell and Don, uh, for another great show and for a whole great series. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it really has. Uh, Brett, how best can people reach out to you? Uh, I want personal contact. I'd love to talk to people and really just find out the who and uh, who they are and what they want. And so I'd love to grab an email. Uh, if someone wants to send that to me, it's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at Wevo, W-E-V-O, global.com. Awesome. Thank you. And if you're in a community where Wevo Global exists, I would highly recommend checking out one of his events and being involved with his community because I, I love what Brett does and where he's headed, and it's going to be an extremely powerful. It'll be one of many and maybe at some point in time, the only, but certainly one of the groups that you should absolutely be a part of and make sure you spend energy to play with. Awesome. Um, for me, I, I, uh, God, there were so many aha moments. It's hard to put my arms on what the, the killer thought process is here. I, I'd say one of the things that was naturally interesting when I think about all the guests is by definition, Brett, you, you only attracted people who were very similar, who had that ability to want to learn, grow, and be successful. And I think, Don, you, you sort of put the nail on the head without even saying it. And that is the glass is always half full because you don't know where the glass is, right? It's, it, right exactly. It, it, it doesn't – You the when I talk to somebody and the first words out of their mouth is, oh, well, so-and-so did it and it didn't work, or I just don't think that works. By definition for me, those sort of people kind of gravitate <laughs> very quickly out of my lives, and I – I like the people who who don't see the the boundaries and the rules and and figure out how to see the best in other people and I I think the probably the best element of the teachable moment is not not to be the teacher but to be open to teach when appropriate and learn all the time and and one of the things I was thinking about which is is uh, I'll leave with is I remember you probably did this too, Don, when your kids come home from school and you'd say, hey, what did you learn today? So if we're following Brett's vernacular, hey, what did you learn in the last 120 seconds? (laughs) 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 And and I and they thought asking them daily, that was annoying. Um, Anyhow, guys, this has been phenomenal. I am so excited to see how it gets pulled together because. The world that we live in today is, by definition, so dramatically different. I think there's a strong component of slowing down to to move fast. There's also a component of when you move in fast, why don't you make sure you're moving in the right area? Yeah, um, accurately. Yeah. yeah. And you know, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, best way, just Google my name, Mitchell Levy. Connect to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just let me know why. Just good social, social media etiquette. Uh, feel free to use our platform, ahavat.com. We have 40,000 quotes that are available today for free to share. And if you want to write a book, I will always make myself available to do a brainstorming with you. So we've got an eight step process, but fill out step one and partially step three. 
send it along and say, hey, Mitchell promised to take a look at it for me. And I'm happy to take a look at what you're looking at, what you're doing. And my job, our job, the job of, I think, everyone on this show, which was really powerful, our focus, this book's focus, how to make you better. And it's really, that's probably not a good way to say it. How can you make yourselves better? And I think that's the the world we live in is that you're living to your potential. And that is up to you to decide what that is. Um, Absolutely. Don, thanks again. You were awesome. Brett, I, man, I, we got to do this again. I loved it. Um, (laughs) You got some cool friends, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. They're all, they are cool. And I'm honored to have them as friends. All right. Hey, and those that are listening or those that are watching, thanks for joining us. See you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.